Hey, this is Jenna. And this is Heather. And this is Conspiracies Unlocked. Today we are talking about our trip to the USS Midway. We were able to go on this trip, um, go aboard the USS Midway in July. I think it was June. June of this past June. Yeah. Or July. And <laughs> this past summer. <laughs> we are um, say we are doing the Midway right now because it is Veterans Day on Saturday. So I thought that it would be a good time to do this episode. Yeah. In honor of the veterans and the people who were aboard the Midway and we like to do a theme. That's our theme. <laughs> <laughs> veterans. So thank you to all of our veterans and our um keeping us safe and free to do podcasts and do whatever the fuck we want because a lot of people aren't free to do what they want a lot of people aren't even allowed to listen to certain podcasts like ours i went you can we can see on the map who where people listen to us and we're all over the world except for china and russia like it's like all everywhere like new zealand and africa everywhere other than china and russia there's not even one dot we're even in japan I saw it's in Africa, too. Yeah. So, it's like we're everywhere except for Russia and Japan, China, and I'm sure that's because they are a dictator or they're not allowed to listen to us. So, thank you to those who are free, who made us free. <gasps> okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, we're laughing because we were trying to print and it wouldn't print and now all of a sudden, sudden the printer of them so we totally gave up on this and now it's going so you're gonna hear that going for a little bit I just wonder if it's gonna print yours you're missing a couple pages or if it's gonna print mine it's printing yours right now and then it'll probably print mine I'm so happy it's printing mine because if anybody knows me I have to have a mouse I cannot use the trackpad Oh, she's all, I was like, why can't you use it? She's all, it's broken. I'm like, the fuck it is. It's not broken. You, you're broken. No, it's, well, <laughs> it's broken in the sense that I need to put a new battery. No, but the, the, the other, the, the, the touch, track the track, whatever this is called. Yeah, I the call track, it a trackpad. The trackpad. It's broken The laptop mouse. It's not broken. I use it all the time. You're broken. It's broken because I can't use it. Yeah, she just doesn't know how to. She doesn't have very good hand-eye coordination or something. I just hand-eye computer. I have to have a mouse. In any any office setting, working environment, I always had a mouse. Yeah, I do like the mouse better. It is easier. It is better. But um, you know, it's not that I can't use my computer if I don't have a mouse. I just, I, I, I just, it's frustrating to me. I'm gonna grab the papers real quick and see what printed. Hold on. Okay. And um, so I'll just keep talking for a second. We went on the Midway, and Heather is going to tell us a little history about the Midway, and then I will go ahead and tell you about our day at the Midway and kind of go through what happened. It was super cool. Um, we got to like a really like in depth 
tour um, where people, the public are not allowed to go, where people haven't gone in many, many years because there were lots and lots of spider webs. So <laughs> it was dark, damp, scary, wet, and spider webs. There was so, lots of spider webs. Yeah, and we got a bomb ass and... We did. We got to sit on a... Well, uh, I guess we'll say that. Yeah, yeah. we got to sit we on a to live... Sit uh, on not some... a live bomb. Well, they said that it, that it is. It's a live bomb. If they had lit it, it would have been a bomb. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's not like it was a dud. No, it, it was, was an actual bomb. bomb. Yeah. yeah, we did sit on it. Yeah, so... And actually, people might already know that if they follow us on social media, because we did already make a reel of us sitting on it. So yeah. it is on our social media of us sitting on it, and, um, yeah. Yes, yeah, so, uh, why don't you tell us a uh, history, Heather? Okay, so I have some USS Midway facts, uh, for us to begin. The USS Midway is, uh, uh also CV-41. It is a U.S. A United States Navy aircraft carrier commissioned eight days after the end of World War II. It was the largest ship in the world until 1955. Wow. It was the lead ship of her class. It was in operation for 47 years from 1945 until April 11th of 1992. It was used in the Vietnam War and served as the Persian Gulf flagship in 1991 as project as part of Operation Desert Storm. Wow. Yes. That's really cool that it uh, lasted so long and wasn't destroyed or anything. It, it did its duty. It did its job and came back alive and good and not at the bottom of the ocean and... Yeah, so it was a and definitely... I don't believe it had any major fatalities or, like, any major, like, dents or crashes or anything that would put it out of commission at all. Um, not that I am aware of. Um, it is now used as a museum, and it is docked in San Diego, California. It is the only remaining inactive U.S. aircraft carrier of the United States Navy that is not an... Essex class aircraft carrier hmm. and the Essex class aircraft carrier of the 20th century is the most numerous class of capital ships and the class had 24 vessels with both short and long haul versions 32 ships were ordered but as World War II wound down six were cancelled before they even were constructed wow um, 14 did see combat during World War II, and the Midway did not serve in World War II. Um, however, it was only commissioned eight days after the end of the war, so it wouldn't have been possible. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, like, the history of it. Does commission, does that mean it, that's when it first, like, set sail and was, like, operable? Or is that the first day they started to construct it? I think that's when they, like, requested it to be constructed. Like, it was... That's interesting. But I might be wrong. I didn't really yeah, look into that. That's what I was... It was just the way that I took it when I read it. Yeah, that... But that makes sense for when it was, like, commissioned. Like, when it... When the thought of it started and, like, I'm going to commission you to make this for me. Yeah. You know? So that... So, I, but why would they stop the other ships from being... Um, why would they stop the other ships from being built if 
They were just going to turn around and make one anyways. They only, I guess because the war ended, they only needed, needed so many. Yeah. Like, you know, they still but needed them. But why would them. they commission a new one as opposed to not just allowing the other ones to keep being built? One of the other ones. I'm not sure why it was commissioned were, and the, the other ones were not, were the, ended. The other ones were smaller, maybe, and they wanted one big ship, but they did a bunch of little ships. I don't know. I'm just speculating at this point. Um, I'm not sure because it, it does state that there's 24 ves- vessels with both a long and short haul versions. So, I mean, that is a possibility that they just needed this version. Yeah. Um, that the USS Midway served. Um, so, the USS Midway, as we stated, is now stationed in San Diego, California. Um, it does have a museum curator whose name is David Hansen. David Hansen has over 10 years of experience investigating paranormal activities all around California and on the USS Midway. Did we meet him? We did not meet That was the one guy that we couldn't meet, right? That was the one guy that we, we wanted to. We met the to. historian. Yes. We did not meet the curate. He was not there. He wasn't there. And, and what I'm about to say that he does, he no longer does that. No, and we saw that because, yeah. remember, we went into his room where he used to do the yeah. ghost hauntings or yeah. whatever. And the, the um, thing, the little, like, the voodoo thing doll hanging, was hanging. Yeah. So, um, one of the roles of David Hansen as the museum curator is to keep a vlog, uh, to keep a log of all of the unusual incidents reported by volunteer staff and guests. Ooh, spooky. So, because he has a history in the paranormal, he gets to go around and write down everybody's accounts of what they heard, what they saw, what it could be, because he's got to figure out, like, what's going on. Yeah. Um... Jenna and I, I said, Jenna and I are very excited to share our own experiences. Yes. From our exclusive USS Midway tour we did in June. Yeah, it was June of this year. (laughs) The paranormal activity has been reported on the USS Midway with numerous encounters over the years of ghosts and spirits of crewmen who have died on the aircraft carrier. And not only have they died on the aircraft carrier, but it is also believed that the ones that did not die came back as a, after death as a sense of duty and a, a camaraderie with their other shipmates. Oh, uh, because their soul was so tied to the ship. Yes. That makes sense. And David Hansen, the museum curator in the past, as you stated, did the paranormal, which they, because of COVID, they uh, they stopped one. doing them. But you could actually do a paranormal tour on the USS Midway. Mm-hmm. I hope they bring it back. Uh, it would be fun. I mean, we already kind of did our, we did our own paranormal tour. Yeah. We didn't need the guide. We had our own guide. We were we, our guide. We, we had our own guide. Yeah. <laughs> but just for the general population who can't do this special tour we did, it would be fun for them to be able to go some of the places that we Yeah, didn't. I doubt that they're going to bring it back just because I bet that they realized that for budgetary reasons, I think that a lot of things got rid of during COVID mm-hmm. because of COVID. And then a lot of companies realized that they didn't need, that, that it might've been costing too much money or for budget reasons, it just wasn't worth it. 
And also, the places that we went, a lot of them were pretty dangerous, honestly. And I'm yeah. sure we'll get into that. I know you have a lot of notes, and, and I have a lot of my account and my memory of what we did. And a lot of it was dangerous, and they wouldn't really let the general population because... Can you imagine if they had a bunch of, like, 12-year-old, or, like, you'd have, they'd have to be 18 at least to go where we went. There's no way. And there there was one, some parts where we couldn't even still go. Well, the oxygen, too, in some places, like, I was getting, like, I, well, we'll get there. We're not there yet. Let me finish my last little part, and then we'll get there, because I know you already have your notes, but, um, back to David Hansen, the museum curator, he actually took... Um, he has taken audio recordings um, of spirits, and one of the voices that is reported that is going around the ship, it's kind of hard to distinguish if it's a man or a woman. It's just like an eerie-sounding voice, and it constantly asks throughout the ship, what is the name of this ship? And multiple people have heard it, and it's not the kind of thing that, like, they set up for, like, a spooky tour, and, like, they have some audio thing. It's, like, a legit, like, mo- like so many people have heard the specific phrase, what is the name of this ship, that yeah. it's, it's believed to be, like, one of the main ghosts that's haunting it. So that is one of the major um, audio... I would say sighting, but it's not a sighting. It's an um, auditorial paranormal activity. There you go. Yes. So what I've done is I have gone through our pictures and gone through everything and kind of did a timeline, and I'm just going to walk you through what we got to do. We got permission from the um, director of the Midway to get access to places that are not open to the general public. Heather had a list of a few places that she wanted to go to and one haunting that she had heard of that she wanted to learn more about. She wanted to go to the cold food storage. Cold food storage locker in the bow on the fourth deck. Career guidance counselor's office. And then, as she has already said about the main deck with the... the, um, whoever walking around and asking what is the name of the ship. She wanted to learn more about that. Um, her brother is the one that got us on the ship. He works as the plumbing engineer on the ship. And her brother responded saying that he would not go back into the cold food storage locker because it is too dark and too spooky. And he has some weird experiences as well as other people that have been in there. And so... It's, like, very interesting that he's, like, yes, yes, no. Not doing that one. Also, we might add that a lot of these decks, um, it's not maintained as well as others. So you might imagine it as there's just one light flickering, literally. And there's no, there's, you have to watch because the, 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 the ground is not even ground, but it's like a grade. It's metal. It's like rotting, so there could be a hole. Yeah. And like the ladder could not be like could be missing. Like re- so, it's Steps not safe. Like some places we went, we had to really like really be careful and use our phones for light. Yeah, and, it was um, because dangerous. there was no light. Yeah, there in was some of the locations because they just mainly worry about where the public is gonna go. Yeah. And so where the public is, that's all 
freshly painted. Oh, it's pristine. All it's... pretty and whatever. Yeah. But these other places were like, dude, this is a scary movie. Um, so I've been on the ship numerous times to tour with my family and my dad was a veteran. And so like the military stuff's always like interested him going into it. I was super excited to see the behind the scenes and see all the stuff like they don't show people because like I said, I've been on it a bunch of times. My dad gets in for free because he's a veteran. So the last time I was on it was for mother's day when I was pregnant with my oldest. So seven years ago Yeah, was the last time I was on it as a regular person and just touring the ship and walking around doing this was like way different oh yeah like way different did um did you have any expectations before you went well have you ever been on it before so I had been on the midway before with my children because living in San Diego there are specific places your kids go for field trips you always go to the San Diego Zoo the San Diego Safari Park you know you might go to a Legoland SeaWorld the Midway was one of them. So I've been on tour with the kids for the Midway tour, but... When you were younger, sorry, but right next to the Midway, used to, I don't know if it's even still there, was the Star of India. It was like mm. a pirate ship. And you could stay overnight, right? I did. Yeah. But you, you had could. to go, like, with your class. And so yeah. it was, like, fourth or fifth grade class, we went to the Star of India ship and stayed the night overnight. So I never did that, but I knew that... You know, people kids did that. did that, but that was something because my daughter was in Girl Scouts. I think that was an option for the girls. She didn't do it, but I think some troops did that as like oh, okay. their because they would sell cookies and then they would have so much money and then they get to oh. have a meeting of like what they want to do with the money. And I had heard of Girl Scout troops that would use their money to stay on the Star of India. Yeah, the Star, that was pretty yeah. cool too. Yeah, but I don't think that you could even go on a, the Star of India as like a normal person. Like, you oh. had to go in a group like that. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. It's but. not that big. I mean, it is big, but not compared to the Midway aircraft carrier's huge. Mm-mm. No, this, the Star of India reminded me of, like, a pirate ship. I think that it just used to, um, it was a cargo ship. Mm, I think okay. that's what it was, but it just reminded me of a pirate ship because it had, like, the big um, ropes and sails yeah, yeah, and, like, yeah. it was a fun ship. Yeah. <laughs> the um, Midway was more, like... Steel and solid and mast and that's it. And no flying anything. It was like, it was engine prepared. It wasn't like a sail ship. You know, fun fact about the USS Midway? Huh. Brad Paisley shot a music video on it. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, right? He did. It Was it for um, the Top, Top Gun. Gun movie? Yeah, so for Top Gun. So um, we have in San Diego um, also the Top Gun house. Yes, that they have moved. I was in it before they moved it, and they have since moved it a few years ago. They only moved about half a mile down the road, but they've added on to it. It's not the same. No, but because of the Top Gun house, they use, like, San Diego for some of the filming, and yes. they use the USS Midway for part of the Top Gun um, movie. I don't know for exactly what Parts? They definitely did because they had all the merchandise. Like, we got a bunch of Top Gun merchandise. Maverick. Yeah, but it was a new Top Gun movie. It was the new one, the yeah. Maverick yeah, movie. Yeah, the new one. Um, but we got a bunch of, like, little dog tags. That we the, the director gave us all these goodies. They gave us DVDs. They gave us memorabilia. They gave us um, 
We'll, we'll get into it more, yeah. but we got a lot of cool stuff. Yes, and Tom Cruise did come on the Midway mm-hmm. for that, and they had a whole event. Did your brother like, get to meet him? I don't know if he got to meet him, but I know that he knew that he was there and stuff, but... But, um, I mean, yeah. I think Tom Cruise isn't really on my list of things that I want to do in my life. But I mean, it, it would be, be interesting. Cool. It would it would be it'd interesting. It would be cool if you're already there, like your brother's already working there and got to, like, meet him and then move on. Like, I, I, it's not one of my, it's not like it's, like, yeah, but anybody I'm, else. <laughs> I'm sure it was, like, a big deal that he was coming because he's a celebrity. I'm like, sure yeah. that there was, like, a lot of talk about it. I and mean, I can see there would be, like, heightened security for that day. Oh, yeah. And there would be specific rules about, like, okay, you know, you can't go to this area or, like, don't approach him. Or I, I can see different, like, things being discussed. But I don't see my brother, like, totally freaking out over Tom Cruise. But no. he did enjoy the movie. I know that. Oh, yeah. He did enjoy the movie. Yeah. Probably also because he could see where, like, oh, that's on the ship, that's on the ship, that's probably part of it. And there's maybe. jets and stuff in it yeah, that I would appeal, I've you know? never watched Top Gun. Really? I know. Isn't that so crazy? It was a good movie. I, I mean, when I like, how did you not watch that? It's, like, from San Diego. It's from here. Like, why did you not watch that? He's yeah. always so confused. I don't know. I, I, I watched it when it came out when I was a kid, and I think I may have watched it maybe one or two times after. I really don't remember the whole movie, and I have not watched the new one. Okay. So I don't know, but I did hear that it was pretty good. If you like those type of movies, that it, it was a good movie. I, I don't. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> I, I don't. You're I, like, I just don't like it. I liked um, Pearl Harbor, but I mean, come on, Ben Affleck, Josh Hartnett, like, okay, hello. Yeah. So much so that I love Josh Hartnett so much that I actually watched Black Hawk Down, which is like a war type movie. Mm-hmm. And that is when I realized I don't care how cute the, the actor is or how cute the boy is, I do not like war movies. <laughs> Like, okay. that's it. I don't care. But I, Josh Hartnett is one that I would lose my shit over to me. Really? Oh, my God. Him and the faculty. That's why I want a car like his and the faculty. I don't remember the faculty or what, what? he had. What? No, I don't know. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. That, I don't remember that, that at all. That VHS was literally played out. I, like, it's worn out. Like, I still have the VHS. I cannot really? believe you've never seen it. I'll have to watch it now. Do that you, you want to come that. over I... tonight and watch it? Do I want to come over tonight and watch it? <laughs> After we leave here at like 11 o'clock at Yeah, night. let's go. Let's watch it. You need to watch it. Okay. Is that like when you told me we should watch Idiocracy? Oh my god, and you did. <laughs> I did. And you felt more stupid, right? Like, I felt smarter. I felt like it dropped my IQ points down a lot. Okay, so anyways, back to our what we did. Sorry, that was a total long tangent. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, it's all pertaining to the USS it, Midway because those those movies and videos were filmed there. So, do you remember what time we arrived? We arrived pretty early. Was it 8 or 9 a.m.? We arrived... It be- doesn't really matter, but I, I just, can check on my phone and I tell you specifically. I was just curious. Well, either way, we arrived 8 or 9 a.m. and it was two hours before the midway opened which the midway opens at 10 or 11 so we had a few hours to run around by ourselves with like only people that worked on the ship yeah and we got to go it. in like a special entrance yes i'm getting there okay you go so <laughs> sorry so we went through the employee entrance 
That's, that was my big sentence. It, it was it. a special entrance. Yeah, it was a special entrance, and we did get security checked. We did get... Um, oh, yeah, they used... Um, the... Mil, um, not military. I was going to say magnetic. Um, they, where they scan you to make sure you don't have any weapons or anything. Yeah. Is what it, is it called? Metal detector. Metal detector. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to our brains? I don't know, because... We I, both went to mush. I don't normally have to go through metal detectors to... But, yeah, we had to for yeah. that. You have so, to because it is a, yeah. A military mm-hmm. ship, I guess. So, um, we were immediately on the main deck and met some people that Heather's brother worked with. One of them was a maintenance worker, and he kind of stole us from her brother. I, I didn't say your brother's name. If you want to say it, I don't. I just, yeah. I don't, I wasn't think, sure. I don't think that he minds if his name is on here. Because they all know that we went. Yeah, he can't get in trouble. Okay. I just went and say last names. Yeah, so anyways. Yeah, um, So, brother's name is Clay. Yeah. So, uh, thank you, Clay, for letting us yes. uh, board the ship and also being one of our number one fans. He listens to all of our episodes. I hope he still does. And he's our tour guide, really. Yeah, he was our tour, tour guide, except when this maintenance worker kind of stole us from Clay, and he whisked us down to the maintenance office, to his office. And their office was about two to three decks below the main deck. So, like, right away, we're being, like, going into places that we're not allowed to go to. Going two to three decks down where the general public, I think, only gets to go about two decks down. Maybe three for a minute, but no. But even if they can go to those decks, there's lots of areas that are roped off. Yeah, roped off. That you can't go down that corridor or whatever. So that's why I'm like, maybe you went down for like a minute and then came back up again. Um, But anyways, there was about five or six desks in there with four of the workers down there at the, the time that we went down there. The staircases were very slim and some are just straight up and down. As we move through the ship and get to the lower off-limit decks, the stairs become more straight up and down. It's like a ladder, and then there are no more handrails. Like, it just... The places for the general public had handrails. Yeah. And, like, all this stuff, like, watch your head, like, signs, and watch your step, and pretty much bubble wrap wrap the freaking ship. Yeah. The parts that we went to, there was no, like, watch your head or, like, watch your foot or handrails. It was just, like, like, fend for yourself. (laughs) Don't die. (laughs) (laughs) Rule one, don't die. Um, So, also, like, the the hole to go through the different levels, every level we went down, the holes that your body has to go through gets smaller and smaller. They did! And smaller the further down you get. And it's almost like you get a feeling of, like, claustrophobia with the rooms and hallways. And all of them, they got, as you went down, it just got smaller and smaller. And so even the hallways, everything started to get smaller the more down you were. But did you also, I don't know if you already wrote this, if, I'm sorry if I'm getting ahead, but I swear there was less oxygen, too. No, yeah, I did not. I was going to talk about that. Like, um, it was, like, hot stuffy like I almost was having in a couple places we went I started not having a panic attack but almost do you because I felt like I need to get out of here like I was too deep it was too like I was like I have to go all the way back up yeah and then like it's so confined and I'm like is this because there's like a spirit or something in here or am I tripping yeah no so um I even have it written here like, that you feel like everything is getting smaller and that you're, like, you, all of a sudden you have claustrophobia, except 
they are actually getting smaller and you don't have claustrophobia it's actually coming in it isn't like a psychological issue it's like a real happening that is occurring yeah like it really is getting smaller the ceilings get lower everything there's gets, more pipes yes and more pipes things. and more um just knobs things. somebody knobs yeah, and knobs somebody and light things and, and buttons and yeah it's a lot yeah, and so I was getting, like, very, um, I started to get lightheaded the further down we went, and I got, like, very, I don't know if it is because it's, like, fuck, you have to go all the way back up, but yeah. at the same time, I don't think that was it for me. It was literally just because we were, like, below sea level, and oh, even yeah. though we can't feel the ocean rocking the boat, the boat's so big, you still are, so your equilibrium, whether you can feel it or not, you're still doing it. Just like in a plane, when you think mm-hmm. that you're going straight, and then you try to stand up, and you're like, whoo, whoops, mm-hmm. didn't realize that we're moving as much. Well, down in the ship, you really don't realize that you're moving at all, but, like, sea legs are real, and, and um, like, real, like, Marines, like, people who are yeah. trained for this, mm-hmm. that live on a ship for that long, like, they get sick and stuff, you know, because it's not, just because it's so big doesn't mean that you don't get sick from the swaying because you are swaying yeah definitely so. and not only that but um about the signs that said like look out for asbestos oh yeah and then there's like parts of the ship that have water like there is water I or like water dripping the, the or like you look out the hole and you can like almost stick your hand in the water in the ocean <laughs> yeah and you're like the- <laughs> is it time to go back up yet but you want to keep going yeah because you want to see what's around the next corner that obsessed abesta whatever thing is so funny because there was the signs that say that but then at the same time there was a point when the signs just stopped because nobody like went to those parts of the ship after they had to put those signs on and the spider webs like i've never seen it was almost like like a scooby-doo episode with all this like yeah, they were all, like, the drawn-outs to, like, where the like, whole room was just spider webs, and you're, like, going through it. But they aren't, like, sticky, like, Black Widow webs. They're just, like... They're, like, old. They're, like, old dusty. spider webs. Dusty spider webs. Like, they, like, just... You barely touch it, and it just all, like, disintegrates. And then you'll see, like, random, like, things that are, like, rusty with holes in it, and, like, <laughs> sharp... I don't even know. It's just, like, randomness. Yeah. Random things. Just random everywhere. So, well, what I did love about it that wasn't so scary is that everyone was really excited to talk to us. Like, everybody was super happy to tell us All what they had. fucking scary ghost stories. Yeah, My everybody God. was. I don't understand how they work there. The maintenance people were very excited to talk to us. The cleaning ladies, just everybody was just very, even, oh my gosh, the director was so excited to talk to us. He pushed off one of his meetings to continue to talk to us, and then they finally yeah. were like, no, you have to come, and he's like, okay, fine. Like, Did you talk about them? Oh, we're not even there We're yet. not even close, because we don't even... see the director until the very end of the day. Um, I think it was okay. right out. It was right after <gasps> we had lunch. Okay, so the next next one, we should bring some of the stuff that we have. Yeah, I have some. I have mine. I don't like know the little, it. the little. I don't want to say because we're not there yet. But yeah. The little, like. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I'm yeah. always free. <laughs> I, I, I need to find mine. I have them somewhere in my hiding spots at home. We, me yeah. and Heather earlier were trying to find something. So I don't usually, I don't drink a lot anymore. I was drinking like all the time, but I've really cut back a lot. And I haven't done this in years, 
but I hide things when I'm drinking. When I get to a certain level, I will hide things because I don't want, like, my husband to get it, or I don't want anybody to touch it, or... Or I don't, you know, don't want to spend it. Or, yeah, I don't... I used to hide money a lot, and then I would lose money, and then I would forget that I hid the money. <laughs> and then I would find it later, like, I found it shoved in the back of my jewelry box, and the drawer wouldn't close, and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong? I take out the drawer, and there is $300 chilling back there. I'm like, where did this come from? This Happy is great! Day. Happy Woo. day! <laughs> um, I... And a lot of times I forget that I hide things that just gone, and I'm like, shit, what happened? And so, and then I just, yeah, so, does that ever happen to anybody else? That happens to me, too. I was, um, I, I got so fucked up this weekend because I was organizing my kids' toys. Yeah. So that made me drink myself into oblivion because they have so many fucking toys, and I just got overwhelmed. And I drank, and then I, I remember I took a shower when I hid this item that I'm looking for. Yeah, the little so. thing that we got from the Midway, right? Yeah, and yeah. so I can't find it. But anyway, sad day. So. <laughs> and we'll get into uh, what we got from the Midway later. Yeah. So the um, so the guys in the so back to the maintenance office. Uh, <laughs> the guys in the maintenance office were telling us all about the spooky things that has happened. They told us one story that really, like, stuck out in my mind. One of the guys was sitting at his desk doing his work, and suddenly the cabin cabinet door flew open, and the items in the cabinet started flying at him, which would be all normal and fine, except the cabinet door has a latch on it, and it's quite hard to open. Like, Heather tried to open it. We have it on video to mm-hmm. show how hard it was open. I think there's, like, even, like, a magnet that's part of it. Yeah. So it's not like it could have just, like... Oh, fallen open. No, you have to unlatch it, and then some. it has, like, a hole where you can put a lock, too. Yeah, and it was magnetic, too, right? Yeah, and then it has, like, a... It's already kind of like a... If it's not magnetic, it's just metal, so it just it fits together tightly. Yeah. And so you would have to undo the... Um, where the hook it... I guess it's, like, a, not a hook, but where the latch is, you would have to undo the latch, and then you would have to forcefully open it to even open it just if it's not locked Mm -hmm. yeah so it sounds like something from a scary movie but he swears that happened and and can you imagine sitting there at your desk because this is this is office and things the cabinet unlatches it opens and items are being thrown out of the cabinet across the room it was a pretty large room Mm -hmm. for it to to fly, it wasn't like it just felt like if the ship was like rocky and it just like slid out and fell on the ground. No, it like flew across, across. the room. Yeah, that was that's what was weird. It wasn't. It sounds like a scary movie. Like it just flew across the room. Mm-hmm. It didn't fall out. And I will post the video. I do yeah. have a video of the cabinet and where it flew to. Yes. Yeah. And from there, two of the maintenance guys and Heather's brother took us on our own tour, and that was when. What were their names? I forgot their names. I think we said we weren't only going to say, like, That's why I was just, like, whatever. and stuff. Yeah, we're yeah. not anyways. Okay, good. Because I we do have, like, audio that we took from them, but 
we asked them, do you want to be on camera? Do you want to do, do you want? Can we do and audio? And they said, like, we could take the audio and dictate it, but we couldn't, like, put the audio out there. And couldn't Or couldn't put their it. pictures. Yeah, we couldn't name them and stuff, so. They probably don't um, want to have, like, any um, stigma against them, just like yeah, with the UAP stuff. Case, yeah. yeah. So, anyways, um, so we went, so they took us, like, on a tour, and Clay was kind of like, okay, like, I guess we're doing this, because her brother is very, like, not timid, but, like, where he he doesn't want to break the rules, and he didn't know how far he could push it, because we'd just gotten there, right? I felt like I was getting those vibes from, like, don't talk to anybody, don't do this, don't do well, that. Well, he's like, they're working, we don't want to, like, disrupt their day yeah. or bother them, We don't want to, like, like, we just want to be, like, like flies on a wall. Just like, respectful of that. Yeah. And then that day, but, specifically, that we had gone... Because he is kind of, like, his own boss of his, like, department, he can kind of, like, you know, he makes, like, his day of what he's going to do. Yeah, he, so he was able So to. he already knew that was a good day for us to come because he knew, like, he had already taken care of what he needed to take care of or, like, he didn't have much to do. Yeah. So he could walk around with us. But, and they already knew he was going to walk around with us, so everybody already knew. Everybody already knew. But he didn't want to disrupt other people that actually had work to do. Yeah, exactly. Like, other people actually had shit to do that day. Yeah, I know. Like, it was a chill day for him. But everybody else. But we yeah. were kind of, like, <laughs> stopping them from their work. Yeah. Like, hey, talk to us. Don't work. Take a break. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, but that was, like, kind of cool that these two, and they were with us for, I want to say, about an hour and a half, two hours before they had to leave. Well, remember and, one but was... But Clay was like, okay, I guess we're going to go this way with them. I, they're going to let you. Because we were like, Are, can we go with them? Or And Clay was like, yeah, I mean, like, I guess so. We can take them. I guess yeah. they're taking us. But do you remember who the guy was? He was, he was the, the, the main electrical engineer for the entire ship. Yeah. So that, he was in charge of, of all... people. Because at one point, he sent someone. He... We, there was two guys with us, and at one point he sent the other guy to be like, go back to work. Like, yeah. you gotta go. And then we had... After, like, an hour, and then we had him for another, like, hour. So we had the main, like, uh, plumbing Plumber and engineer and the main, like, electrical engineer for the warship... Uh, not warship, but the aircraft carrier. Yeah. So, um... So, anyways, those, those maintenance guys, the main electrical engineer... He wasn't even maintenance guy. He had he was in charge of all of the electric like uh, everything. That's maintenance. Yeah, but I mean it's like it's way beyond that. It's like the shit my brother built is like way more than plumbing. Well, yeah, that's why she. So she goes, oh, my brother's a plumber for the midway. My and then Brad was like, well, my husband went with us because he's like, you guys are gonna tour the midway. Oh, I'll be the camera guy. I don't care. I will carry your shit. I will do whatever. He's I'm not going missing on that opportunity. Yeah, he was like, I'm not missing this shit. So he goes with us, and he's like, Heather, your brother isn't a plumber. He's a plumbing engineer at the whole fucking midway. You dumbass. <laughs> it's just so much easier to say that he's. Oh, he's just the plumber. No, this man redesigned and constructed the entire plumbing for the Midway to add in bathrooms and to, like, suction out water because the Midway was, like, sinking and, like, all this other shit that he did. Yeah. And, like, she's like, oh, he he just fixes the clogs. They're like, like, what are you doing? <laughs> there is a lot of water in the midway that they yeah, have they, to siphon out somehow. Well, and we learned that in the um, the Marie Celeste that you that it can take on water. That ships are oh. designed and can take on little like you know two three feet of water at the bottom. 
And then they do have ways that they can close that area off. And then so. they have the to siphon it back out or mm-hmm. the pumps to get it back out. So anyways, her brother like literally designed the shit and she's like, oh, he's just a plumber. <laughs> I mean, that's what he does. Yeah. So anyways, um, so we, back to this, we, we ended up, we went through the ship and they just like kept taking us down, down, down. We ended up below the waterline and it's, it says where the waterline is on the ship. Yeah. Well, as you oh, go through the ship, yeah, you, there's, there's a, a line, line a liter- yeah. it says waterline. Yeah. Um, and we headed below to the boiler room, and this area was a tight fit. There were small areas that I'm just going to call catwalks all around, yeah. up above, that we were able to go on. Um, and this is not open to the public whatsoever. And we were taking videos of, like, me, like, two stories up looking down through the catwalk with boiler pipes and And shit. wasn't it really tight for you, too? Yeah. Yeah, it was, like, yeah, really no, there claustrophobic. Was like, huh? Yeah, there was some parts where, like, it, w- it was only maybe a foot wide that you had to, like, walk on. And I remember your brother being like, uh, and and the electrical engineer being like, be careful. Like, that's when he was like, fuck, what did I do allowing these girls in here? And we're just, like, going up and down like it's a play gym. We did kind of, like, just go wherever we wanted. Yeah. But we were cautious. Yeah. We were very cautious. So, uh... We didn't, like, climb in where they would have put the coals and shit or whatever. <laughs> like the wood. <laughs> yeah. Um... So I, t- oh, <laughs> I, I totally forgot where I was. I thought I'd already, like... We were in the boiler room. Yeah. Um, so it was dark, it was spooky. Also, when that ship was in commission, that room would get over 100 degrees, and they would have 12 men working there at a time, and there was only six of us. So there would be double the men, and they'd be working, not standing there, like, da da mm-hmm. And in full, in full suit. Yeah. And what's worse is that they slept where they work. So everywhere on the ship, next to each station... There was, um, there was it, rows of bunks. So, like, next to the kitchen, the boiler room, the machine shop, all the various departments to make, like, the ship r- run, there would be rows of bunks, either above it, below it, next to it. So then that way, it literally is where you work, you sleep, everything is right there for you. Yeah, you don't really leave your area. Yeah. If you work in the boiler room, your bed is right next to it. So they never got to escape the heat because heat rises, and I believe the bunks were right above the boiler room. Remember how? Yeah. And that was the first set of bunks that we saw, and it, I couldn't grasp my mind around it. Remember, I was like, I don't understand because the bunks, a lot of the bunks were gone, but, but you could see where the rows were, like the... Mm-hmm. the yeah, where the... Because it's all metal, so where they would have put them Put in. them in yeah. and nested them in because the metal, there's metal, like, an inch lip all around. So you could see where the beds would be placed into it. And I was having such a hard time visualizing this before I actually saw all the bunks because the bunks, to walk through the bunks, you only have maybe a foot and a half... And then the bunks are three high. And you can't even sit up in the bunk. You cannot sit up in the bunk. You bunks. can lay flat and maybe, like, your shoulders kind of touch the wall and it's already, On like, both sides. And that's for, like, a woman. Yeah. Imagine, like, a man. We were lay When we found some other bunks, we were laying in them trying to, like, see how it was. 
you would not even be able to, like, roll on your side. And you can't sit up at all. Not at all. No, you can't even roll on your side. You have to, like, no. lay, like, in a coffin, pretty much. Yeah. It's about a f- maybe a foot and a half tall. And they have a tiny little locker. And it's, well, it's, so they're three bunks high. Mm-hmm. And I want to say that they're probably not even six feet tall. Like, they're, like, long, for, you know, long, like length. long length yeah. for when we're laying down. Maybe barely six. I want to say only like five ten because I think that I barely fat fit in it. Yeah, because I'm like almost five six. I'm five eight and I barely. And I felt like it was really small. Yeah. So. Like lengthwise, even. Um. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Lengthwise, like I don't yeah. even think it was that big. And then, um, yeah, like Heather said. So if your bunk was bunk eighteen, you would have a locker. A corresponding locker like, though. No big as one of these squares. I don't know if like, you can see the square on the camera, but like these squares, like that 12 was about by twelve. It. Yes. Yeah. But we did see some others that were longer, so it'd be like two. But that was more like for the command not the commander, but like the higher officer. The higher area. officers. Yeah. So the boiler room guys would get like like a little nothing. I yeah, think. the officers had more uh, they had a better everything. Yeah. Like better uh, sleeping quarters. They had more storage locker, and they had better access to like the kitchen, like a an area where they can sit that was like nicer area. Yeah. Yeah. Like looking at these like living conditions, I seriously felt like prisoners have better living conditions than the men that are fighting for our fucking country. And women. And women. Yeah. Sorry. Well, back then it was probably only men. Well, it was probably a <laughs> lot. Yeah, a lot more men back then. Definitely. But, yeah. So. Oh, oh no! Sorry, guys. I totally, I, I, I. She's spacing. I no, I, <laughs> I got to the end of the paragraph and I flipped the page, and went to go <laughs> read the next page instead of like finishing the page. And I was like, I, this doesn't make sense. Anyways, I just have to say that I'm loving these new chairs. Yeah, we uh, we got new chairs, and we got a table for our studio, yes. and I picked out the chairs. And they are very and cozy. And Heather picked out the, the table, yeah. and I got, they're almost like um, a recliner chair, but smaller. You know how it has that feel, but the recliner, it doesn't recline at all. No. But it's all very, it's very Cushy. vintage-y. It's probably from like the 70s, huh? 80s? I don't know what year they're from. Yeah, they're they're super comfy and they're well built. Brad brought them in and was like, wow, these are really good built. These are like... like they're very sturdy. They're very sturdy and heavy. These must be old. (laughs) And I'm looking at them and I'm looking at them. They're made with real wood. (laughs) Yeah, they're actually like, they're not nowadays Jerome's, that's for sure. No. Definitely not Jerry Price. (laughs) Um... So, after after learning about the boiler room, we went through more of the ship and headed over to the Quack's office. <gasps> yeah. This oh, was gosh. their doctor. There was some weird-ass shit in this office. This this was not part of the museum, so it was not, like, all pretty fine. It's just kind of how they last left it, like... Mm-hmm. How the dock left the shit, right? We have images of that. Yes, right? we video. do. Okay. Um, but it didn't have any of the medical supplies. There were no lights. No, there was a big light over the table. Yeah, I'm getting there. Okay. But, so we used our phone for lights. As soon as we walk in, we see a large metal patient table. Like, the kind that you sit on, lay on, so they can show you. 
Accept. No. No, wait. Accept. In the in a hole in the back, there's a there, except there's a hole in the back, like where your back would be, and there's a big light over it. Huge light. Huge light. Almost what you would see in a mad scientist experimental lab. As big as this round table, like. Yeah. Or, like, it was, like, some sort of torture chamber, like. So, while that was weird enough, we noticed a door that led into a tiny, tiny room, about two feet by four feet. Standing room only. Mm-hmm. We figured, or at least hoped, that this is maybe where they did hearing tests on the sh- soldiers. That's what we were like. We were hoping that this is what occurred here. Mm-hmm. I told Heather that I would lay on the table if she went in the room. So she went in the room. We so closed the door. In. There was a, a little freak out mo- moment. I think we were just freaking each other out. There was this little window. So I could see her. And all of a sudden, she, like, sunk down, like, sat down. And I thought she was having a panic attack. And we opened the door, and I felt something weird on the tour. And I screamed. And, like, it was but, so weird. And it was just, like, foam on the door. I freaked the fuck out. But the thing with being inside that little room, it was, like, a heavy metal door. And then it was padded. And I guess there was foam. Yeah, there was. That, so that, I felt that's why I freaked out. You know what that room was like? an insane thing? It was a skiff. <laughs> a it was skiff. a skiff. So they could talk and nobody would be able to hear them. It was probably for a hearing test, I'm assuming. I well we hope. We don't know. But it was like hope definitely it wasn't a, a skiff. Gas chamber. And the thing that really freaked me out mm-hmm. is when I went into it and when the door shut, there was like it rocked. There was some weird movement. Really? Yeah. It was, like, not stable. And I felt like I was going to get trapped in there. And it was extremely small. Like, extremely small. That's, like, I don't even know how to put it into words. I just want to post that video. You took a video of me from the window, right? Yes. Yeah. We need to post that so they can see how small it was. And then I felt like I was going to get stuck in there. And then you felt something weird on the door. So I was like, I was freaking out. Yeah. And then that freaking table you laid on, you could not pay me enough to lay on that table. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? Is that where they, like, hick, like hook you up to the oh Matrix in your back? Know. You know, it's, it's so like, weird. They unplug you from the Matrix there or what? Like, Yeah. Why oh. is there a big hole in the underneath the back? In the back, like where your spine is to do, like, spinal surgery or something. It's so weird. And why was the light so big? And why they is it called so the quack? And it, had, it, had, it didn't have a duck. It had a duck, and it said quack. That's just what they always called the doctor's office on a ship. It was called the quack. <sighs> and that's why why they always say that the doctors are quacky. They're quacks. A I bunch know. of quacks. Navy ships are extremely unsettling. Yeah, so I was super spooked. I did lay on the table, and then Clay was, like, moving all the gears to make, like, my legs go up, my back go up. They're they're all messing with all these old, like, ancient metal gears. And, um... Ancient. <laughs> ancient from 1992 when it was decommissioned. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know... That Dude, that was in the Persian Gulf. But you know that 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 in table, Vietnam, that, that, yeah, that Dude, table was think probably about, there in Nam. Yeah, think about how many people were injured and had to like go lay there on and there. Nam I know and stuff. that's crazy, and you laid on it. Yeah, so it was. 
Um, it was definitely a scary and weird experience seeing like the huge circle of light right above me. We got out, out of that room pretty quickly. But the <laughs> like, other thing about that room is when you first walked in it, you already had like a weird feeling. Yeah. Like without even laying on the table, without even going in the little skiff box or whatever. I wonder know. if the skiff box was like that, like moving because it was staying equal with like the ground and while the ship moved with the ocean so yeah. you were actually staying equal maybe for a hearing test for the equilibrium that's in your ear your oh, inner ear that makes sense because it like was like a it. box and then there was like a box it was like a box yeah it was and a then with a box in the box yeah it was a box in a box and you and were then, in the inner and box and i was in the inner box and the inner box had like thick like very thick walls and doors and like yeah. the door was very thick yeah, it was so. It and was it was so like crazy. I think I don't remember if it was padded, like in the sense like this is padded. No, it wasn't padded like the room that we're in, but like the room we're in, like we're in a padded room. We are. In a <laughs> we padded, are. We are technically in a padded room. So, anyways, but um, <laughs> the soundproof walls. Yeah. So, d- yeah, not crazy walls. No, they soundproof. Just, they're just soundproof, soundproof. walls. <laughs> Down the hall, we had seen newer beds, newer facilities, and this is where the juniors go and stay. The teens who, who like, want to be in the Armed Forces will spend a few nights in the Midway for training, and it's called the USS Midway Flight Academy Squadron, presented by Southwest Airlines. <laughs> I took a picture of it, and I was like, oh, my God. Is that it, the same place where all the red lights were? And no, all the lights were no, red? No, 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 okay. that's a different place. Okay. It goes through a lot of, like, flight simu- simulators. There, <gasps> when we were there, there was a bunch of police officers, like, <sighs> in and around it. There was a bunch of yeah. men in uniform. Yeah. It was pretty pleasant. They, um... <laughs> So they so when they're there they get to go to like a cafeteria, an actual working cafeteria and eat there. And I took a picture of the menu and it's a pretty plain menu. Breakfast is waffles, pancakes, or a cheese omelet. Well dinner is chicken or Salisbury steak. So they're pretty much living yeah. how military would live on a ship like that. Overall, I think it's a pretty cool program for the future airmen and women of America. Yeah. So, yeah, it's really cool. So if you guys know somebody that wants to be in the Air Force, you should definitely send them to the USS Midway Flight Academy. Academy, did I say that right? Squadron. Yeah. Yes. Um, and just to be able to do the flight simulator and stuff, yeah. it would be fun. I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. Um, when... Um, then we then went into a locked room that was called CT Room One. This is where a, fat- a fatality happened in 1990. Oh yes. There was a fire in one of the lower decks, and three men were unable to get out. They died in that room that we were like standing in. Um, back then, the area only had one way in and one way out. Since that horrible fatality, they installed another exit from the small area. And there's a plaque on the outside that reads USS Midway Flying Squad. This plaque is in memory and in honor of our fallen shipmates who lost their lives as a result of the fire on June 20th, 1990. MSSN Patrick U. Johnson, DC 2. Robert Shane Kilgore. HTFN Jeffrey A. Vieira. You are our heroes, the 1990 Flying Squad DCR Division. And not to get too graphic, but isn't that the area where when the water went off because there was a fire, 
one of the they, men they, survived in the water for a couple days, like, before the heat got to him, and but he was severely burned, and then he later died, right? Yeah, it was, like, really that graphic. Was, that was that one, yeah. Yeah, and isn't that the same place where up the stairs just above that... It's, yeah, something happened. I was trying to remember what it was, so I'm glad you Do you, that you want do. me to say what it was? Because yes. I remember the story. Yes. Okay, so the, you have to imagine these poor servicemen, they did perish in a fire, and one of them was strong enough to hold on. Unfortunately, he did not make it, and he was floating in the water with the bodies. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So... I'm presuming that it's his spirit that maybe haunts that area. It could be one of the other crewmen, or uh, I don't know. But what had happened in the, the this, there's stairs that lead down to that area. Yeah. It, just above where those stairs are, that's where um, they actually now keep a lot of plumbing supplies. Mm-hmm. Um, not the engineer like my brother's stuff, but like the other there's other plumbers that just have like general supplies yes in that area and one of the the plumbers or men that was working in that area um he actually experienced some pretty scary paranormal activity and he had not known about i mean he may have seen the plaque but he didn't know, like, the, the, uh, specifics. the specifics of what had happened. Uh-huh. And he didn't know that that area has is kind of a hot spot for paranormal activity. So it's not like he was feeding off stories that someone yeah. else told him. He himself had, like, put a drill down, and then the drill started spinning around on its own. Like, not on, like, the... Like the, the bit spinning like it got like pressed on by accident like it was literally like the entire drill itself was spinning around and he like freaked out because how was it just spinning around in a circle by like it had been sitting there idle like nobody he he didn't kick it there was nobody else with him and um there was a couple other things that had happened i believe with some of like the the piping and the you know moving around kind of like the other room where it would just like fly across and stuff wow. and move around on its own like somebody was throwing it but there's nobody else in there and it's not like where it slid off where if the boat was a little or it's not a boat but like the if it was a boat it would make more sense because it would be smaller this is an aircraft carrier it's very stable in the water yeah and it's docked in san diego there's not huge waves i mean there's a little bit of like movement in the water obviously but it's not to the point where it's gonna make things no off you don't the notice it's more like your inner body would notice it before yeah and things were like literally yeah. flying not just like rolling off the yeah. shelf like flying across the room spinning around in circles and to the point where people did not want to work in that area anymore wow and that might be why it's not open to the public and to get in that area you had to have a special key so even if you because a lot of these things like oh it's a sign not a cop like we could just go past the rope and no go this this you actually needed a key to get into this location and it wasn't hidden it was hidden remember he my yeah he got it from like an area that was like a not hidden but like yeah no, he didn't it was. Know, if you didn't it was, know it was there you wouldn't know it was there and like it was, what yeah. did he, he used 
can't remember, but Brad was like, something. what are you doing? Yeah, like, yeah it was, it was, it was really funny. funny. And I, I think it's because he didn't use the key. He, I think he got, like, a stick from somewhere, and then he used it to prop something else up, and then, like, it was a whole Jimmy Rig thing that he had going on to, like, get inside this gate because he didn't have the key for it. Yeah. Not that he wasn't allowed to go in it. He was just like, oh, I'd have to go back to my office to get it. Here, hold yeah. on. I got this. I do this all the time, so I don't have to go back. Shh. He doesn't do that all the time. <laughs> he always has a key. <laughs> yeah, so that was very... Um, you know, hearing that while we're standing in that exact location. Yeah. And then seeing where he... It was very eerie. Yeah. Extremely eerie. And you did, like, I had chills just yeah. standing there. It was... I remember having chills standing there. Like, that was really, like, not okay. Like, it made you feel like something was standing next to you almost. Yeah. For sure. It was very creepy. Okay, well, I think that's where we're going to stop, and we are only, like, <laughs> barely anything into it. I feel like um, we're only into it, like, an hour of our day at the midnight. Yeah, we are. So, um, <laughs> we still have, we'll definitely have another part two, maybe a part three, but um, I think that we should be able to wrap it up, maybe. I don't know. It depends how your memory is, because... <laughs> I remember a lot of details, but I hope I that think... you remember what I don't, so yeah. we can, like, fill each other in. But I think a lot of what the viewers and listeners are really going to love is actually seeing the, the footage. videos, yeah. Like, the footage of you down where they would put the, the dummy missiles. Yeah, that was really cool. We got to go to an area where yeah. they would put dummy missiles out on buoys, um, so that way, uh, if they were attacked... They would attack they those missiles They would attack the first. dummy ones. And then they could... And then they would have the real ones. Yeah, and it's very got to go down there and take videos. And that's where a lot of spider webs were because nobody, and that leads to the ocean, straight to the ocean. You could almost could have, put your hand in the water. Yeah, it was pretty gnarly. So, and it was really cool when we got out of the ship and we could see it oh, when yeah. we were walking by. And I was like, oh my God, that's where we were. That's where I that's was like, the that's, like that's the hole I was looking out of. This yeah. is crazy. You should have been out here so you could have videoed it and I could <gasps> put my hand through. I know. Remember, we were like, Let's go back on. <laughs> well, the cool thing is I don't we, can, we, we can go back anytime we wanted and yeah. do it again. And just tell Brad. And get like, more footage or whatever. Stay, stay. I, I, we should tell Brad next time. Like, stay out here. Just look in that hole. I'll be there soon. <laughs> he can, he can well, video so, us. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Okay, so um, join us next week for the next part of the Midway. Yes. And our fun adventure and what we did on there. Um, thank you guys so much for listening, and don't forget to... Don't forget to share, like, and subscribe. And email us, especially if you've been on the Midway. That would be really cool. Um, conspiraciesunlocked at gmail.com. Thanks. Bye. Bye.